This is an Itch Your Break production, so sit back and take a break. Welcome to Itch Your Break. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mertz. And coming up on today's show, well, it's all about a topic I really need to be paying attention to. It's about your health. And we're going to be talking to a certified exercise physiologist. What is that? We'll find out next here on Itch Your Break. Itch Your Break will return right after this. Subscribe to the Itch Your Break podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. And now, back to It's Your Break. Welcome back to It's Your Break. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mertz. And like I mentioned earlier, today's show is going to be focused around your well-being. And I definitely need it because I need to lose some weight, you know, if you can't tell. <laughs> but seriously, today is really focusing on us. And, you know, and that's what we're going to focus on. And we have a certified exercise physiologist, which I know is a mouthful to say, but it sounds so much cooler than a personal trainer, and it's so much more. Well, why is that? Well, we'll find out in just a few seconds. But if you want to find out about today's guest, you can go to their website, beactiveiseasy.com. Fung Tran is the exercise physiologist that we're talking to today. And Fung, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hello, Jonathan and everyone. So what got you started to get on, on this path of, of being healthy and, and, and basically kind of going towards your certification of a certified exercise physiologist? You, you know, what, what led you down that path? It's just basically my childhood. Um, so, you know, it's especially in high school. And the problem was, you know, I was moving between uh, Vietnam to the U.S. So, you know, besides the cultural, like the language barriers, there was like the cultural shock. Because like, if you know other countries, like it's, you know, we, we walk around everywhere. We have very good public transportation. Like I used to have a bicycle that I used to ride around the city. And so, you know, I was a very active kid. Mm-hmm. And because of it, I could eat whatever I want. Like, I can't eat whatever I want, but right. <laughs> I didn't care. And I was very strong, too. Like, I was doing sports, everything. And so once I came here, suddenly you need a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this not going anywhere. Like, I, I just got to cut off my active time. Like, from, I would say, not going to brag, it was like 10 to 15 hours a week to, like, zero. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, and the thing is, I wouldn't be able to stop myself from eating that the way I was, because that's how my body's used to, you know, it's just used mm-hmm. to being consuming that much calories. And, you know, I just got ballooned up, I got bigger. And um, yeah, so once I got, it comes to college time, I'm like, okay, you know, this needs to stop, I need to do something about it. And um Instead of, you know, just Googling things like what people were saying, I, you know, I was like, okay, you know what, I let's, let me major in a random thing called exercise science. So my whole family was like, what the heck is that? What do you want to <laughs> do with this? Like, what do you mean exercise science? And basically what we do is um, we learn everything about exercise. So we're thinking about anatomy, physiology, also a little bit of nutrition, psychology, bi- biomechanics. So everything that you would need to be active. And so, you know, that's what helped me like 
I got myself moving again. I'm learning how to get myself moving. What's happening when you're moving around? You know what what's happening when you're transitioning from you know being sedentary to a little bit more active, and how to keep it up too. Like how to communicate with people so that um, they can start doing it. And you know, like for my perspective like that's what I've been through that's what I've learned and then once this whole thing happened you know last year I was like you know what a lot of crappy things on Instagram and I felt like uh you know I can help like you know instead of listening to random things on Instagram you can listen to me and that's how I got started <laughs> wow that's really really fascinating story and and I would have never known you were, you were from somewhere else I mean the accent doesn't give it away <laughs> thank you <laughs> It is it is a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's fascinating. And I, I find it really, really fascinating when people do come from another country into the United States that sometimes they, they lead down these different paths and they get opportunities they wouldn't have elsewhere. And so, you know, the fact that you got into this, this field was very, very fascinating. And for me, it's like, oh, it's the perfect person to talk to because COVID – you know, this whole being indoors and I got a extremely, extremely less active for COVID and, and I've gained more weight and I'm actually at the highest weight that I've ever been. And I definitely want to start being more active and kind of shedding those pounds. So one of the thing I've always, you know, you always hear is be active, you know, it helps with, with weight loss, but is it just exercise alone or is there just, is there more about diet and nutrition together that makes things happen? So basically exercise is only 30% of weight loss. Oh, so wow. it's only control. Yeah. Only 30%. And the rest of it is diet and, you know, mental health, your sleeping uh, and nutrition. And, um, basically, um, you know, be active is sort of like an oversimplification of things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you've gained something, you have to shred weight, but actually if you're, you know, maintaining you, like you being alive costs a lot of calories. It is uh, very true, and so that's why nutrition comes in uh, much more than just exercise because, um, you know, what basically what you're putting in because your body has like a limit of what it's using like normally. So like for a woman like me, you know, um, in her 20s, uh, not too much. So like I would, like if I like just lie down on my bed 24 hours, I would waste about 1,300 calories just by doing that and so that's where it comes in it, it is the balance act between what you eat how much you eat and then how much active how active you are and being active is more than just trying to lose weight is also like um, strengthening your bones your muscles like you're feeling better so like they're basically relating to one another mm -hmm. but they're not so it's a balancing act of everything well, you know, one of the things I bring that up is because you see some of these infomercials, like the old P90X and everything else that you're seeing, the Pelotons, and they're showing people working themselves to death and like huffing it, mm -hmm. and you look like they're so exhausted. I'm like, why would I want to put myself through that just right. to be healthier and, and lose weight? You know, mm -hmm. it's like that doesn't look, you know, too fun for me. I mean, but no. here's people that they get addicted to it, you know, because there is like, you know, you know, they, people that get adrenaline from it and, and get addicted to it. So that, that's fascinating that you mentioned that. It's because um, you basically have to start so small. So for me, like before, I wouldn't be able to do that. But 
I've been training myself for over a year since you know the pandemic so now like I want those I literally want those just because it takes you know a lot of work to be wanting that and um, it does have a positive positive feedback loop of between exercise and you know you feeling better like say we put the body you know positive positivity aside is it does have adrenaline when you work out and so I used to actually in college I work out a lot once I have examined a lot just because um, it does release a lot of stress like I don't feel as stressed as normal and so but it is a process that you have to start like start small like you shouldn't be comparing like that's a biggest problem I have with the fitness industry like you have to be working really hard to feel good but you know taking a dog on a walk or like for me I started with playing with my cats that would help absolutely right 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 so you know one of the things I also thought about is when people are getting into these exercises diet nutrition and you, and you hear there's all these different methods out there there's a the keto people are going vegan there's the Mediterranean diets um, when it comes to nutrition how should we start viewing things? Because it's it, it's portion control, but it's also a variety of things that you eat, correct? Right. And um, I would say don't stress out too much over it. Like, I have a client who told me, like, she would have a ginger ale every day, a whole can. And then on the weekend, she'll have a drink or two. And she was like, do I have to quit cold turkey? Like, I'm working with you. So should I be doing that? And, you know, I, I tell her, like, don't don't try to quit cold turkey. Don't Don't try to force yourself to, like, eat healthier or whatever. You should be, like you know, sort of fixing your diet bit by bit. So what I told her to do is actually, you know, instead of drinking the whole can to herself, she can share it with her mom. So just drink less. Right. <laughs> so you would still be able to drink ginger ale every day. So that's your happy, but you're now drinking less because you're sharing it with your mom, which create, you know, your relationship with her as well. So now you're having two things to be happy about. One, that ginger ale and two relationship with mom and then over time she actually finds that um you know her skin got better so now she doesn't even bother with ginger ale anymore it just somehow naturally got out of her diet and that's what i tell people to do like you you know yourself what you're eating like what is what's like the bad food that you're eating and instead of you know trying to quit cold turkey and then leave making yourself feel sad and feel bad and then feel hunger for it what you should do is just enjoy it less like try to make yourself feel happier when you have less of it and then over time it just naturally you know just suddenly get out of your system and now like you just like for her like she can't drink have ginger ale that much anymore because her skin would break out with acne oh wow and so she's like she's like okay i'm not having that crap anymore maybe you know when i go on a party i'll have a drink or two but no more ginger ale for me that was a process over three months i would say so yes still. so what do you recommend in a day-to-day -day diet like if if somebody was going to be on your exact meal plan what do you expect out of like a, a meal so I wouldn't have a meal plan per se, mm -hmm. but it, it is more, you know, I would basically have my clients for seven days of the week write down everything that they ate. Like it's not, I don't care about the amount either. You can just write down, you know, like morning you eat this, 
you know, afternoon you had this, and then you have a snack and dinner, supper, and then after a week, we can look through, you know, which macronutrients that you're over consuming, that you know you can sort of cut back a little bit. And so for my friend, that was that ginger ale, and then a lot of alcohols on the weekends. <laughs> right, and, right. <laughs> like personally for me, it was Oreos. Like I, you know, at the beginning of this. I got myself a huge box of Oreos from Costco. You know those. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know there was a study that showed that that mm -hmm. people are just as addicted to Oreos as they are to like some hard narcotics. So that's very yeah. interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, and so like instead of you know shaming myself for doing all of that, you know I was like maybe I don't need to eat the whole pack. You know I can um, just eat two cookies. You know. That's where it comes in. So now, like, I forgot. Like, now that you talk to me about this, I literally still have half of that box oh, <laughs> because wow. I'm like, okay, you know. I mean, Costco I boxes are huge. So yeah, they're they huge. They're big, <laughs> and I still have it a year. I didn't know that I would have it still. You know, <laughs> right? Have it. So yeah. So it's just a process. Like you would let yourself go from time to time and it's nothing to feel bad about like that's not something you should feel ashamed about it's more about okay i know that this is you know my tripping point how do i reduce it bit by bit just not don't compare yourself don't feel bad because we don't live that long <laughs> to feel bad just gotta keep going <laughs> so in a day-to-day -day diet, what really should people look at reducing? You know, is it the sugar intakes or is it the, you know, what are things that we need to really just reduce? You know, some people say reduce fats. Uh, some people say increase fats. Um, so you always get these things. And, and I noticed, you, you know, oh. you do that after you look at what they've consumed for a week. But, you know, in general, what should we be aware of? You should um, basically everything needs to be in balance. And so the U.S. government like actually has an app. Very good. Nobody's talk about it, but they do have a calories tracker, mm -hmm. and then they shows you like how much of each macronutrient that you should be eating, and it's like the myplay.gov thing. Have you mm -hmm. seen that? I have actually. Yeah. So they have very good app over there, and they don't advertise it, but it's basically tracking your calories and tell you like, um, you know, if you're doing this or over or this bad. Because the problem with you know, the diet things is. We're on like a cycle of reducing fat or reduce, reducing sugar. So now we're with a keto diet. It's about reducing sugar. But give me five years and then we're on the fat thing again. I'll tell you, we, we're going to go into that cycle between fat and then sugar being right. fat. It's going to always going to it's always happening because the problem with diet is like you're trying to limit yourself. Like you need to reduce something and um that's not how it works you need all of it it's just the proportion of everything that you know you have to eat and so i would say is i would be more into intuitive eating where you eat things and then you eat slowly you enjoy your meals and then you feel like so my friend like her skin got you know acne and that stuff so like what i do is like you feel how your body responds to what you eat because it's your body is very smart and very good at that just gotta you know be within yourself and be honest well, that's fascinating. That is, this is such a fascinating topic that, you know, and, and from your background, it, it's a very unique perspective, you know, and, and, and 
you know, when you think about and you put all these things together, how it does, you know, if, if you live it in, in balance, you know, if you're too much salt, and then you got problems in your, you know, you know, possibly your cardiovascular system. And then if you get too much sugar, then you can go on the diabetes spectrum. So it's very interesting that, you know, that balance is, is really needed. So that's fascinating. Yeah, and you don't have to follow any diet. Like I would advise my clients, if you hear a diet that has a name, usually that's a scam. Right. Because <laughs> you can't do it. Because they're trying to limit you from eating. Like you know, I have my client. One of them is a student, and he went on a keto diet. And your brain prime only use sugars, only use carbs that is energy. And so if you're a student, you're thinking a lot, and mm -hmm. you're telling me you're depriving it from its only energy source, obviously your grace is gonna fall. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? what do you want? You're gonna feel bad, you're gonna feel tired all the time, your grace is gonna fall because your brain is being starved of a food, so you gotta have sugar. Right. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. So that's fascinating. Yeah. You know, one diet I would say, in in my opinion, just because I've read up on it, is you know that might be an exception. And it, it is the Mediterranean diet because it doesn't do portion control. It just happens to 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 say here are the things that they're eating and how they eat it. So uh, my doctor is one of them who suggested that to me at one point. And I didn't follow it, obviously, but, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, looking back, I was like, yeah, maybe I should have, you know, they, they eat most of the protein in the morning and then they start weaning it off a little bit at lunch. And then by the dinner time, you know, they didn't have any protein, but they were still oh, throwing in, really? yeah, they were throwing in carbs and nuts oh. and, and things throughout the meals as well. So, I mean, it didn't, you know, really have those things. And basically it's just a lifestyle of how the people in, in the Mediterranean area eat on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, a lot of fish, a lot of chicken. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is with their lifestyle as well. Correct. So that's something because I've noticed is in Europe and then, you know, in the Mediterranean, people do be more active than we yes. are here as Americans. And I've read, I think, a research paper that says um, those people over there, you know, their diet kind of help, but what helps them better is actually access to healthcare. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, the fact that they don't rely as much on cars like well, we do. Yeah. And the healthcare <laughs> system, I think, is, 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 that's a whole total different st st yeah. topic altogether. And I think we treat the symptoms more than we treat the problems. And, and that, and, and that needs to, to be adjusted. But, it, you know, if anybody wanted to find out more information about the services you offer and, and, and the things that you do, where do, you, where do they need to go? And so, obviously, we're connected on Twitter, and I post a lot of my blogs on Twitter. So mm -hmm. you should find out my um, account as Be Active is Easy. But, you know, I'm also active on Instagram. Still the same username, be active is easy. And um, you will see me doing random reels, just fun things uh, between me and my cat there. <laughs> and also, I do have my uh, signature program, Polish Your Possibilities, is currently open. And you can find out more about it on my website at beactiveiseasy.com. If there's any advice that you would give anybody, uh, just on a day-to-day -day basis of, of whether it's the mental health exercise or just diet, diet, how, how should they just treat life in general and when it comes to that? So I would say do enjoy yourself, 
be honest and then break down your goals because you have to understand why you're doing why do you have this goal and what do you want out of it so that you can break it down into smaller chunks so you know instead like I have people coming to me trying to lose 30 pounds and I'm like why <laughs> what's your you know I would just ask that point blank and you know Losing pounds is easy, but are you going to keep it up? Why are you doing it? And you know, that's why you need to break it down into smaller chunks. So like maybe this this week I need to work on my diet. Next week is going to start, you know, playing with my cats a little bit more so that I'll be more active. And those going to snowball into big things that you would never imagine that you would be able to do a year from now. And that, that's such a good advice. And, and it, it got me thinking already. I'm like, you know, why, why, why am I doing it? Well, you know, when I graduated high school, I was 155 pounds, and now I'm almost 100 pounds heavier. You know, and you know, I can feel, I can feel what it's doing to my body, and you know, how I sleep at night, and you know, so I'm, I'm conscious of that, and I, I am right, you know, thinking of that, but I didn't write it down. So maybe if I wrote it down, it would be more conscious to me. That's very fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. And, and um, hopefully we can do this interview again and, and, and catch up later. Maybe I made some progress and we go from there. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Not a problem at all, Jonathan. And I hope that you're going to do well because now you're that aware of it. You can do it. Like You can do it. Just be honest to yourself. <laughs> <laughs>